This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Three games to go in Skybet League 2 and thanks to two faces who answered their critics with goals... One dream has been kept firmly alive. Marries for Longstaff. Can he complete the switch to the right hand side for the advancing Hewitt? He can. Here is Hewitt. Lines him across. First time he oh. comes into Murphy. That is a superb goal from Mansfield Town. And Jamie Murphy gets it. Mansfield Town 1. Trolley nil. First blood stacks. Murphy switches it to McLaughlin, who's just come back on the pitch. McLaughlin whips it in towards the middle, towards Aiken. Aiken from Aiken. for Mansfield. And that is a huge goal for Lucas Aikens, the Mansfield Town striker, who's taken some real abuse over the last few weeks. But that is the sign of who is a player. Mansfield Town 2, Crawley nil. Victory over 10-man Crawley, coupled with results elsewhere, lifts Mansfield back into the playoffs and only four points behind Northampton, who occupy the final third place in the automatics, making Tuesday's game in hand even bigger. Focus, as it's been said many times before, should stay on just Tuesday with absolutely no thought of permutations. And tonight we'll do just that, staying focused. As we recap yesterday's critical victory and preview Tuesday's penultimate home game of the season against the Stevenage side now safe from drop. We'll also hear from within the camp, discuss the impact of few returning faces and have not one but two rounds and what's your favourite biscuit? My God, you are spoilt today. As always, come and have your say on your team on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Football is our religion, One Call Stadium is our church, Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. By name, I'm your priest, and this is the penultimate Sunday sermon of the season. Take your seats, please.
Hello, good evening and welcome to the Sunday Sermon. It's the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Thanks so much for joining us yet again. Three points yesterday afternoon means the Stags are well back within the promotion hunt. Nobody ever stopped believing anyway, did they? Did they? No, I hope not. I don't think so. Three games to go then. It's set up to be an exciting end to the season. As always, get involved with the show. Have your say on your team. Let us know what you thought about yesterday. Can the Stags make it over the line uh, and get themselves into Skybet League One at the end of this campaign? Let us know your thoughts, as always, in the comments. Joining me to discuss all things Mansfield Town, we've got uh, the man who... uh, it's just gone for a plain old name today. Both of them have gone for plain old names today. We've got Clive Parking. Good evening. Sat in his uh, in what looks like his greenhouse. It's his conservatory. Uh, good evening, Craig. Hello, everybody. Just making the most of the natural light, aren't we? I, well, partly, but it's also confusing the camera because I've, I've had to put another light on to make my half my face visible. I didn't <laughs> feel that our audience should be denied half of my face. I'm making no comment. Well, I think a lot of the audio listeners... I thought I'll demonstrate be... for our viewers. Are you ready for it? Uh, well, there Look we at go. that. Yeah, I, I say keep it off, to be honest. I say keep it <laughs> off. Do the other side as well. <laughs> well, yeah, try the other side as well. Yeah, shut the blinds as well. Uh, one man who it won't matter to because his name is the Blind Stag. It's Mr. Nathan Edge. Good evening. Good evening. Nice to see you back downstairs where the good Wi-Fi is. Well, the good-ish Wi-Fi. Well, anyway. yeah, we say good. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, <laughs> yeah, you... move downstairs so I'm close to the routers just to see if we can get anywhere with it. Or could you just not be bothered to take your stuff back upstairs after the Chris Greenacre episode the other week? Bit of both. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here as well because you know we we did one midweek. Well, I know it wasn't a live podcast, but we did a podcast midweek, and then then we win. So superstitions and all <clears> that. Absolutely. For those who are thinking, Craig, what are you talking about when you say Chris Greenacre? Where have you been? You've been hidden under a rock. We revealed it all on Friday night at Stag Stories Live. Chris Greenacre is going to be part of our Stag Stories series coming up at the end of this Skybet League Two uh, campaign, uh, where of course uh, he'll be part of the brand new series. It's called Stag Stories, the glory of the Amber generation. Looking back on that promotion 20 years ago, Andy White, the co-host for that one, Chris Greenacre will be part of that. And Nathan, before we delve into yesterday and before we get the proper podcast started, it's a belter of an episode, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, it was, um, apart from me sort of being a fangirl all the way through, which is... Proper uh, fangirl, to be fair. I'd, I'd, I would apologise for, but I'm, I'm not sorry. I, you know, I couldn't help it, but... Um, you know, I, it genuinely, um, I, I didn't really know what he was like personality wise. I don't think, you know, obviously I knew what he was like on the pitch, but, um, you know, we've been going over to New Zealand and that, you know, he's not, not one of the people that you get to sort of hear a lot about, um, you know, over here. But um, you can see why he's done so well because he's a really sort of genuine guy, um, you know, and, and speaks honestly and, and he's very humble. And had some had some good stories to share from his time with us as well, uh, and and most interestingly, mm. he sort of started off by uh, giving two things up to the spyrites, which we all love to hear. So yeah, yeah, it was very very good, and it will be out at the end of the uh, the season. If you want to get early access to it, stay tuned to our social media in the coming days. We're going to launch. I never thought I'd do this. I always said I never would, but we are. We're going to jump on board with the other podcast, other podcasts. We're going to launch a Patreon page, and we're going to release all of those Stag Stories episodes uh, in advance for anyone who's going to become a patron. More on that uh, later on uh, on our social media pages. Uh, finally, before we delve into yesterday's game, we're going to delve back uh, 24 hours before that, Clive. Friday night, Stag Stories Live, Stuart Watkiss, Neil Richardson, Andy White. My God, what a night. 
Yes, I think everybody that attended enjoyed it. It was uh, it was interesting to hear the the lads of, of twenty years ago. Um, it's amazing how clear yeah. their recollection of lots of things is, and uh, you know, whilst they, all three of those lads have got older, they all look the same to me. <laughs> And yes, we did film it and we did record it. Um, so there'll be a, both a video version and an audio version, which will go out uh, in the usual places very, very soon indeed. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, thanks to everyone that came out on the night and supported it. And for all your messages of support and comments uh, on match day as well. Uh, really, really enjoyed the event. It was a great night and I'm sure we'll do another one <clears> soon. Very soon indeed. Keep your eyes peeled to our social media for more. Right, let's delve into the here and now then, Nathan. Yesterday... Three points uh, against uh, Crawley ended their um, playoff hopes, but more importantly, reignited Mansfield's playoff hopes and silenced a lot of doubters. In fact, it was a double whammy for the keyboard warriors, wasn't it? Lucas Aikens and Jamie Murphy, both on the score sheets. A uh, triple whammy, really, you know. Uh, the doubters that were thinking we blew the playoffs already uh, with, with, with four games to go at that, uh, at that point. Uh, and they're obviously the ones that are doubting Murphy and, and Aikens, which uh, I'll hold my hands up. I think I was doubting Aikens a little bit as well, um, come come the sort of uh, midway through that game. But um, no, it's exactly what sort of the doctor ordered. You know, we can't underestimate what a sort of achievement it was. You know, Crawley had been on such a great run of form. They'd won five out of six, and we was caught kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, losing uh, three out of four, isn't it? So, um, you know, we wasn't in the in the best of forms, but we did exactly what we what we needed to do, um, you know, come back and back on our home turf and get a good result, um, a, a dominating result as well, I'd, I'd say. I don't think um, Crawley troubled too much. Obviously, the 10 men did help with that. Mm. Uh, but most importantly, you know, you could say it, Solidified our place in the uh, you know in, in the playoff places. Um, thank you. I did manage uh, to reach it. I don't know if you heard it. I managed to reach it. It was yeah. buried underneath some wires, but got it I'll get the proper ring. There you go. Um, yes, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we not only did we do that, but I think with with the other results going the way out that they, they did, obviously we knew about the Newport one anyway from Friday night, which was a big help. Um, but Tranmere, mess, you know, slipping up. You got you got Bristol Rose dropping two points, but most importantly, Port Vale. And you actually look at it now. Um, Tuesday night has suddenly become a bit of a bigger game because it's an opportunity now to actually really get in the mix uh, to, to get just behind sort of Northampton. So, you know, all of a sudden, top three isn't out of reach again. We, we are back in it. Yeah, we, we are. Um, but the focus is clearly on Tuesday night. More on that a little bit later on. Keep your comments coming in. I'll come to them in a second. Um, you were sort of left with a little quandary last night, though, Clive, weren't you? Because, you know, Aikens and Murphy both score. Who are you going to go and shoot down on social media? Who's going to be, you know, who's there to, to be slagged off? I know I had to put Netflix on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased for the lads more than anything because I, I would hate to think anybody or even those people that, that I often disrespectfully call keyboard warriors, I hope they recognise the lads were working hard and mm. they were trying their best. And all that was missing was a bit of luck that brought the end result. Mm. And, and let's be fair, they were, they, for most of the time they've played since January, they've not been set up as strikers either. You know, so I think we we've been a bit unfair on them, and I, that's my criticism of certain comments that I've read. Thankfully, none of those since uh, the game because they would have been completely unwarranted. Yeah, none but of. But I mean, went... the main thing about the game is it was com a, a complete package. We 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 won the game deservedly. We should have had more goals, um, and I think a comprehensive win is always very nice to report back on. Yeah, none of those uh, comments, by the way, went unnoticed by the, the stake staff. It's interesting what Andy Garner had to say uh, to me post-match about um, 
you know, sort of having to, to pick players up and sort of put the arm around them and give them that confidence they need. It's a really uh, good interview. We're not going to hear that one on the show uh, tonight. We're going to hear from George Maris instead, mainly because the, the Garner interview is about eight minutes long. So, uh, but you know, it makes that, an, absolutely, YouTube page. an absolutely important point here is that players are no different to you and me. Nobody wants to be slated. And if you're doing your best and then all you get is some people knocking you and slating you and calling you a pile of poo or whatever it is they want to say, how do you think that makes them feel? Do, does the people who are saying this think it's going to improve anything? Um, well, this, is, this is very true because, like, uh, just going back to stake stories for a second, I mean, I've got my theories on who it was. My, I was introduced on stage. Somebody actually booed. It, no, was, it wasn't, wasn't you. No, it wasn't, wasn't you, me. Clive. It wasn't, uh, wasn't me, no. I, I mean, it's coming. It was coming from the direction of your dad. I'm not going to lie. No, I, I have to have words, mate. To be honest, I have to have words. But... I mean, my just, missus um, was also sat over there, but uh, she said it wasn't it was, there. But unless she made her, her voice really deep, uh, you know, I don't I'm going to say was, uh, it was a deep boo. on this occasion. But um, just just on the Andergarner thing, um, what, what what sort of made me laugh a little bit? I don't know if you said this in your interview, Craig. I haven't heard yours yet. But um, shocking! The, that's shocking. Sorry, but on the eye on the eye follow uh, interview. Um, he actually, well, the, one of the things I think frustrates people the most with relations <clears throat> is um, he likes to try and do a lot of fancy flicks that don't come off. And, he, and, and sometimes his first touch is very poor um, at, at times. And actually, Andy Garner, he said in the iFollow interview that, um, you know, obviously his work rate's been great, but he did say he does have to work a little bit harder because his, his first touch is that bad. He has to go and get it back. So, you know, it, it, it made me laugh because kind of it still <clears throat> shows that they, they do see his, uh, his weaknesses, but they still think mm. he's got other parts of his play that are going to bring stuff to the team, which is, which is needed. So, um, and, and, uh, and I think he has been a bit frustrating at, at times. I'm not going to say all the time, but at times he's had, um, I can see where the frustration comes from, but hopefully like that goal now just gives him a bit of a boost. Like he did for Reso early in the season to just get him settled a little bit more, not stop him from over trying and just, uh, settle him in and, uh, and, and improve his performances a little bit for the last, uh, last few games of the season. Yeah, completely echo those words. Let's delve into some of the comments. Keep them coming in tonight. Have your say on your team on the live feed. <laughs> if you listen to the audio version of this, come and join us. Still got a couple of shows left uh, of, of the series of the season. It may well be the penultimate Sunday sermon, but we've still got a show midweek after the uh, after the Stevenage game. We've still got uh, a show after um, after the uh, the Salford game. We'll still have a a show after the forest was, you know, there's, there's lots of uh, shows still to come. So make sure you get involved on the live feed, check out our social media uh, for that. Uh, the Mansfield says we absolutely dominated Crawley. It was a pleasure to watch. Jim says, hi all Oates and Oates and Hewitt took time to settle, but look at them now. Hopefully Aikens and Murphy can now really show their quality after settling, after a settling in period. Craig says, let's believe the dream is still alive. Playoffs or automatic. Let's make it fun and do it. The Mansfield town way. no, don't do it the Mansfield way, because then <laughs> the easy way for we'll, us, we'll, all, we'll all have a heart. We'll all have a heart attack, and we'll all, yeah, it'll all. No, we, yeah. Can we just do go for the easy way once, please, please? Oh dear, but knowing Mansfield Town, it will be the Mansfield Town way. So strap yourselves in, kids. Uh, Roger says the second goal, a quick uh, worked free kick that caught Crawley in a crawl. Good old Atkins getting his first goal at last. Yeah, a lot of credit needs to go to Matty Longstaff for that, Clive, because so many young players, you know, when you're playing against ten men, would put the ball down and, and sort of stand over it and look to try and get, you know, get the big lads up from the back and sort of uh, punish them that way. But Longstaff sort of put the ball down, spotted the quick one, knocked it in and uh, it was a good, well-worked free kick. And also credit to Macker as well, because 30 seconds before that, he'd been flattened, gone off at the other end of the pitch. The referee had waved him back <laughs> on the pitch and somehow found the pace of Reese Oates to get up the other end of the pitch to dig the ball in. 
Yes, I mean, Macca had a, a really good game considering the difficulties he's had to get over. Um, and you're right, I mean, it must have taken a lot out of him when the lad clattered him. But, uh, yeah, credit to, to Longstaff. He saw him, he recognised it was a quick opportunity. I'd like to see more of that. And uh, the the cross was a slightly unusual one from Macca, but, my God, it was a good one. It uh, it found the right person at the right time. Yeah, it certainly did. It was a, definitely a vital goal, just to give us that little bit of a comfort blanket. And, with the way it was last weekend, you know, with the old goal difference, etc., you know, scoring goals is a is a definitely a good one. And as Roger says, it should have been five 0 in reality because their keeper, now, he's had an absolute storm between the sticks. I think I think I had at least four very good saves. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I don't know. I think Reece House was wondering what he needed to do to get a goal. So obviously, he had that um, absolute cracker just before mm. the end of the yeah. first half. Um, which you know the keeper keeper going in the way of, and there's a couple of other occasions as well. So it was a little bit like um, the Northampton keeper, wasn't it? Who who uh, pulled mm. out quite a few keepers, uh, you know, great saves as well at home. So um, mm. you know, it, it looked like it was going to be one of those. But that, that's why that <laughs> I was right behind was that so shot. Important. That Oates, I was right behind the line of that Oates' shot, and it was destined for the top corner of the goal. I don't yeah. think anybody would save that, but they they keeper had <laughs> a crack, cracking game, and that Oates was, was the difference for. For me, I think having him back for this, uh, hopefully for the last last you know last few games, could be the could be the big difference that we've that we've missed over the last couple of games. Well, it's like Haywood uh, says in the uh, the comments, it's vital Macca and Oates stay match fit for the rest of the season. We're a completely different team without them playing. We said it in midweek, didn't we, Clive? As well, uh, you know, before before the game about if you know Clough said he was fifty fifty. Well, at this point of the season, you sort of need to gamble on fifty fifty. It was a gamble which certainly paid off and uh, looked like he'd never been away. But we are a completely different and better side without them. And I think as well, Oates being in the team brings more out of Murphy and Aikens as well. I really, really liked that front line on uh, on Saturday afternoon, playing with a little bit with the diamond, sort of with Aikens um, just sort of uh, behind Oates and, and Murphy, giving them a little bit of free roam, sort of interchanging as well with Murphy. Aikens would come win the flick on, turn it around the corner and just play it into space. And with Reese Oates' pace and Murphy's creativity as well as he continues to grow, that really punishes teams. And we move the ball really, really fluidly as well. And I think a lot of that comes from having A, Oates back in the team and, and B, Oates being back in the team to allow players like Aikens to come and shine and show what he could do. All right, his touch, mate, he might have to chase after his touch, but he got there and uh, we've got players in and around him like Maris and Longstaff and Quinn who will pick up the little dibbles as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he's fit, Oates has to be the first name, well, after, probably after the keeper, the first name mm -hmm. on, the, on the team sheet. Uh, he brings a dimension that no one else can provide. Um, just in the same way, and I think we have to mention this at the same time, is Maris brings a dimension the midfield uh, that we've been missing when he's not been there and it's been an uh, it's been a situation i couldn't understand why he wasn't getting more game time i don't think the lad can understand it either but uh, i hope that showing will grant him a game on tuesday night uh, because i thought he played incredibly well yeah sort of sat at the bottom of the diamond he did very very <clears> well indeed i'm just gonna have a quick look at actually when uh, maris's last start uh, for the stags was i know he's made a fair few substitute appearances over the uh over the last few weeks or so. And I spoke to him after the game, which we'll hear later on. He was sort of a little bit annoyed, a little bit angry that he'd not been playing himself and sort of said, you know, this today was my chance to, you know, go and prove people wrong and uh, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a real good opportunity uh, for George Morris to sort of come in. The last time he, he actually started a game was the 2 0 win uh, away at uh, Bradford at the end of uh, February. So, it, uh, even though it's only sort of a month, you know, you look at the amount of games we've played in March. 
it's that's a lot of football for him to miss. I know he was sort of struggling with an injury towards the the start of that, but certainly towards the back end, he could have been coming and made an impact. But sometimes, you know, managers do these things. Uh, Nathan Andy Garner said to me afterwards, you know, yeah, he's not been in. He's not. He's been a little bit frustrated that he's not being being picked to to start. We've chucked him in today, and he's he. he it's paid off and sometimes that reverse psychology at this start time of the season works quite well leave you out of the side put you in at the right time you're itching to go and perform and you up your game by 10 15 percent yeah it's, it's got a bit of a bit of a reaction which is uh you know when in that situation where a player is left out that's what you want when <coughs> sorry when they come back into the you know come back into the team you know you want them to have that that reaction you don't want him to mope about and and, and so on so um you know but we, we all know he's a, he's a good player um it was just well for whatever reason he was he was out of favor but I, but I think he's come back in at the right time because you've got a we played a lot of games like you mentioned there you Sturks was doing very well then he sort of dropped mm. off a little bit started having a you know bad a couple of sort of inconsistent games probably you know tiredness he's a young player as well so there's uh, so when the you know when the pressure's getting up, you've got to also consider that. So um, he's, he's coming back in at the just the right time, and I, I think that's probably our strongest midfield. That uh, you know of, of, of Quinn, uh, Longstaff, and uh, and Maris. They're, they're the three I'd have in there. Uh, you know, as my starting starting three in there. Yeah, you got to look as well, Clive, haven't you? About at this time of the season, with three games to go, of getting the selection right. You know, people that are not, you know, not just good footballers, but people who have got the right mindset and the experience to get through tough moments in games, knowing that when to pick the right pass. I could not find fault at all with the way we played on Saturday. And even if they'd have finished the game with with 11 men, we'd I'm still fully confident we'd have still beaten. And I still think we'd have got that second goal as well. I mean, they changed their shape immediately after we scored and it gave us a bit more freedom. Um, and that was going to happen because their game plan was to stifle. And my, my word, I have to give, give them credit. In the first hour, first half hour or so, there was never more than a Rizzler paper between their defenders and our strikers. I mean, they were on top of everything. Um, and that's, that's one of the things you've got to give credit to um, Aikens for. He can find a half a yard when... Because of his presence, because of his uh, his stature, he can find that bit of space for for someone to put a pass into. It doesn't always pay off. You're right. Sometimes his touch is a bit clumsy, but he often uh, is able to contain a ball that other players might not be able to do. Um, and as I say they were marking people. They were like wearing the same shorts as us. I mean, they were that close to us. Um, but as soon as we got the goal, they had to reshape slightly, and, and they did. And of course, um, the rest is as they say history. We. Uh, we dominated more or less after that. And I'm with you, Craig. I think if they hadn't had the player sent off, who, by the way, deserved to be sent off. Yeah, it was um, definitely booking. Then um, uh, we'd, we'd have still gone, on, gone through and, and won the game. And back to selection, you know, coming and looking at those three games, obviously a quick turnaround for, for Tuesday, having those players back in. We're saying, you know, we want George Maris to start again because he, he played very, very well indeed. How key is that selection going to be to getting us over the line, whether that's... Uh, going for that third place spot or whether that's trying to, you know, consolidate a, a place in the playoffs. Clough has got to get the selection right and I thought he did perfectly on Saturday. Well, I certainly think he did. I mean, uh, unless Nathan's got any alternate views on the thing and that should be the starting 11 going forward, I think. Interesting, Jamie's asked on the column there, what, what happened to Hawkins? Well, I don't know. You might know, Craig, but one no, thing's for sure, we didn't miss it. him. we didn't miss him one bit. 
no, it, it wasn't mentioned in the uh, in the post match uh, comments. I'm sure we might find out on on Tuesday. But I know he was he was looking to rest him a couple of games ago, wasn't he? When uh, and then I think O'Toole got uh, injured, so he, he had to play him. So uh, if you're going to rest him, he's put him on the bench, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's got to be. He didn't, he, didn't or Ill. Yeah, he didn't need to though, did he? he had uh, he had enough. He had enough there. Yeah, yeah. Didn't need to. In hindsight, me. you could say that, but uh, I, I think. No, I'm, I'm saying sure it. I'm, I'm saying just, it. I heard him say it. Nate. He did say it. There's okay, no hindsight I'll, about I'll, it, mate. I'm saying it. We had enough. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Um, no, I, I, it's, well, I say we should, we, hopefully we should find out uh, this. Well, they've already done the press, haven't they? Haven't they? What day are we on? Sunday night is tomorrow, isn't it? So hopefully we'll oh, find out oh, tomorrow. Oh, uh, um, I don't know whether this is true or not, but uh, Nathan in the comments has just put that his wife was having a baby. So if that's true, congratulations. Yeah, not well sure if it, was, it wasn't mentioned after, so I'm not sure, but uh, there you go. Uh, right, let's move uh, back to Tuesday night, Nathan, uh, before we, uh, before, in fact, we'll come to Tuesday night later, later on. Let me go back to some more comments. I'm getting all over the shop um, as well. Uh, Jamie says, well, we got the win that we needed. It should have been a uh, should have been more a big game on Tuesday night as well. Um, uh, Rogers put a joke in the comments about uh, a reference which only those attending Stake Stories Live will, will get. Maybe Nigel Clough needs to send these lads to a lap dancing night. You'll get the reference when you watch and listen back to the, the episode. <laughs> what a funny story that was, by the way. Um, Jamie says, it's about time they scored. It only took nearly three months. Uh, let's hope they can kick on, uh, relating to uh, Aikens and uh, Longstaff. Uh, Roger says, Murphy. just shows Nigel... Uh, yeah, Murphy, sorry. Uh, I was reading a different comment. Uh, Roger says, just shows that Nigel Clough must really believe in Aikens and he knows what's best in the end. That's why he is the manager. And you've got to give him credit for that, Nath, as well. You know, he, he stuck with him. He, he wasn't, you know, scoring and, and things like that. And sort of the criticism from the, from the fans. It's very easy to listen to that sometimes and sort of try and appease them. But he's a vital cog to the machine. And I've been very firmly in the Aikens as a good player camp from the start. I've never waned to is a is a poor player and never gone on to the other side of the fence because I, I could see what he could offer the what he could offer the team and all that he was missing was a goal and Clough and, and Garner and, and the team management team have shown, you know, shown the confidence and belief in him. And, you know, that might be just what he needed. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I wasn't against Aikens, but I was, I was a little bit in the favor that I, I felt like his performances kind of warranted you for me for, for a while, I'd have put Bowery in front of him. So at times when he was starting in, in place of Bowery, I thought it was a bit, a bit harsh. However, that said, you know, it, Aikens has been playing League One. You know, Nigel Clough and, and Andy Garner know what he's capable of. They've, they've worked with him for, for such a long time. You can also understand why they want to stick with him because, um, you know, they, they, they know what he can do and they know what he can bring to the team. And, uh, and, and like we say, that hopefully that goal is just what it, what was needed to give him a bit of confidence and settle him down. You know, when, he, when you, he's been at Burton for such a long time and, he, and he's moved to a new club... You know, he's going to want to come in and impress. He might be trying a bit too hard in, in certain ways and not settling in that well. You know, we've, we've spoke about it in the past how difficult it can be for players. So um, hopefully that that does settle him down a little bit and, and we'll see a bit more of the player that Nigel Clough's able to get out of. Yeah, uh, Chris in the comments says we're going up. Yes, we are up the little hill on Quarry Lane into the stands on Tuesday night to support the boys to get them over the line and then hopefully going up at the end of the season. Uh, Andy says, important question, is that have we reinforced the away bench seats ready for Steve Evans on Tuesday? I'm sure he'll be uh, looking forward to his reception on Tuesday night and uh, uh, and see uh, 
what reception you get. So although Stephen is now safe. Uh, Gaz says, Maris makes a massive difference. Can't get my head around why he hasn't been started. Alan says, great team performance yesterday. We need to remember that it's not over until uh, the rounded lady uh, sings. Um, we or trust... the fat manager squeals. Well, whichever one Steve does on Tuesday. Uh, we need to trust Nigel to deliver. Um, uh, Craig says, Aiken's 91st minute worldie against Forest Green gets us automatic. Carl says, I think the issue with Aikens is that he's not as good as Barry and fans can see it. Ironically, he has taken over as the boo boy from Barry. Aikens will come good and will be an experienced utility man. Um... Roger says uh, the comedy bit of uh, the game when Mackett got in a great position to do a slip over. That was so funny. Uh, that was so funny, Clive. I think uh, what happened there is McLaughlin was sort of preparing himself to shoot. The keeper comes out a little bit quicker than, than McLaughlin says. And McLaughlin's brain goes, right, I'll just step over, knock it around him and put it back across the face of goal. And McLaughlin's legs went, nah. I think the lad was trying to think on too many levels at one time. Um, it, it reminded me of our, our dear, departed friend C.J. Hamilton. He would do all the all the glorious things, get to the point where he had to deliver across and forget why he'd gone there. And I think uh, I think nobody told uh, uh, told the lads' legs yesterday on Saturday that uh, they had to do the next bit. <laughs> yeah, so it was very it. funny. Look, look from where I was sat, like he tripped over nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny Nigel Nigel Clough when he, he came out briefly after the game um, just to let us know that he wasn't doing the press um, sort of said uh, is there a hole down there on the pitch because Mac had disappeared down here <laughs> so there you go maybe maybe that's why he didn't do the press after maybe he was going to go on a little discovery to see if he could find Macca. Um Ellen says very encouraged to see Oates back arguably our most influential player Stephen says auto definitely still on I believe come on you stags Roger says Maris Oates and Mac are showing they are the vital uh, they are vital for the team in the last three games. Uh, Richard says Maris was excellent and should start in every game in my opinion. Breaks up play and looks uh, to set things going. Also gives more confidence to uh, the defence. Um, Jamie says to make the playoffs, I think we need to win the next two games to be sure. For automatics, we need to win the next three. What do you think? I think. Absolutely spot on. I think I actually think um, it will depend on other results, of course, but um, I see no reason why we can't go and win all of our remaining games and then see where we are. I'm not at this point now with it being so tight and with it being so sort of in and out and sort of changing every sort of week. We saw on Saturday how much results helped us to, to get back into into six um, I'm just saying we do what we do and where we are is is where we are. And I think it's as simple as that. We worry about where we are in the table in the last 10 minutes against Forest Green. What do you think, Clive? Yeah, I think when on Tuesday we're, we're, we're bolted into the playoffs, and I think then we need a, um, a win at Salford and then everything then rests on the last game. And it's interesting because right from the start of the season, people were saying, you know, it's all going to come down to the Forest Green game, the last game of the season. It may well just do that. A couple of things. I mean, um, uh, Stephen, as you're now safe, whether that will mean they'll play a different style of football, whether they won't try as much or whether they'll be more relaxed and play better football. It's difficult to see. Um, the, the new Manx aren't really involved as far as I can see now. They their season's pretty much over, and of course, Salford. Forest Green, yeah, they're definitely not. You think they're, they're definitely they're not? Writing they're, they're right in it, they're, they're a point outside the playoffs. I know, but I just don't see them having the form to carry it through. But anyway, that's my opinion. Okay, that's, that's them then, beating uh, us. Cheers, Clive. 
Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, of course, Forest Green have already got promoted. Now, whether they can beat us and get a, a piece of silverware remains to be seen. So I think every one of these games has got jeopardy written all over it. But we shouldn't be frightened of any of them now. We proved yesterday that we can play We can play well against a good team and beat them reasonably comfortably. And I'd be very surprised if we don't get a, a, a decent win on Tuesday. And then it's really whether we can do anything in the last two games. For me, Nathan, it, all hinge, it doesn't hinge on how we perform or the opponents or what other teams do. It all hinges around who we start and who's available. Because with Reese Oates, with Stephen McLaughlin, with maybe possibly George Maris, we're all right. Um, without at least Reese Oates, we struggle up front and we subset, you know, we're susceptible to uh, errors at the back. Although I will say one thing about the defence, we've not we've not praised them at all yet. Um, yesterday, I I, I I think the best centre half pairing we've had all season was yesterday. James Perch and John Joe O'Toole won absolutely everything. Complemented each other really really well. First two names other than Oates on the team sheet. Two oldest players on the field. Experienced Richard games. Throw, throw Hewitt into it as well. That that back four for me, that's that's the back four. Yeah. You're saying about the players there to to keep fit. That all of those are the back four. I'd, I'd add into that, and I'd have and uh, Quinn and Oates. Uh, I mean, there's long staff Maris. All of those for me are the absolute sort of uh, ambition of the starters, uh, and and the rest. I've basically just gone through all the eleven here, haven't I? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the rest can you know, the, the, and then you've got a strong bench. So. Um, you know, I mean, when Lapsley came on, he, he hit, the, hit the ground running. He, he contributed straight away. Yeah. I thought it's good. To yeah, have pick, him he, in the, he, in the he, he very much picked up where he left off at Forest Green, getting the card from the referee. <laughs> Even though <laughs> yes. he had a very good game, he had a very it's good, good job game. We didn't have that have long, so you know, he had enough time to get a second one, did he? Um, I'd, I'm, you know, Tuesday night for me is it's a big game in a sense that it's an opportunity. I think now because of that. That win we got on Saturday, obviously, it's a game in hand over, over a couple of teams around us. It's an opportunity. I think if we win that, we've got a real good chance of that top three because you look at, you know, extra Northampton and Paul Vale sort of the game. They've got to play each other a little bit and it's there's some real sort of tough games where they've got to take points off each other. Um, we've still got two tough games after that ourselves, obviously, but um win on Tuesday night and I think we're really in, in, in the mix and I think, I don't want to tenth, tenth, tenth fate, but I'm surely, uh, you know, playoffs will be virtually secured by that as well. So it's all about the top Oh, fate. Nathan! I said Why? virtually. I said I don't Why? want to tenth fate, virtually. Oh, honestly. Stop whittling, Craig. <laughs> oh, no, you, no. Oh, no. Right, I'm going to go and... I'm going to go and... Oh, it's right, pessimistic I, Craig comes yeah. out at this point and sees he's not right, 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 yeah. tell you. Right, I'm, I'm going to go and find a paper bag, breathe heavily into it and try and get my breathing back. Whilst I do that, uh, let's hear from uh, the man who came back into the starting lineup yesterday. Didn't get a goal. He came very, very close, but he was the real engine in our midfield. His name is George Maris, and I caught with him after the game, speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2. George, well played. Three points in the bag. returns to the starting lineup as well for you. We'll come on to that in a second. But first, what's your uh, overarching thoughts on today's 2-0 uh, victory? I thought we was good. I thought we was composed from the start. We, we we was a team getting the ball down and making chances. We got a goal, good, great goal from Murphy. He deserves that and then carried it on from there. Yeah, a real team performance today, knocking the ball around short at times. It looked like you were having a field day out there, real the engine in that middle of the park. I said it in the in the dressing room, they was arguing amongst themselves in the first half, didn't know who to pick up and that's just from movement around midfield. We had players running everywhere and they couldn't really handle it, but 
obviously with how composed he was on the ball, it was it was a tough day for him and I'll probably say it's I'll probably say it in there how tough it was for him today. Yeah, it certainly was. And how key do you think that was to be able to sort of latch onto that early doors? Because you sort of noticed after the first five minutes or so, you a few little comments from Quinny and a few others just sort of saying, just get on the ball more. Yeah, I, we've all how we've won games here and the way we've controlled the game like no team comes here and controls the game I think against Sutton we didn't start and control it so today we knew we had to go back to his old ways and keep the ball and tire teams out really and we did that and we got the goal Yeah mentally as well after that bank holiday weekend a real tough one to take especially the way the Carlisle game ended with the decisions etc how big was that three points not just in terms of league table but for you guys as a group to pick yourselves up for the last three yeah, I mean, obviously, I only played 10 minutes at Carlisle, but the lads were saying they put so much work into that game and not to get anything. Decisions we didn't know at the time that they'd gone that much against us, but we had to respond, and in training, it was all about responding today. We know we're still in the hunt. There's two losses, and people start thinking, oh, are they still at it? But, of course, we are. We're trying to get promoted, and we're trying to get automatic promoted. It shows how much it swings though as well, doesn't it? Because you didn't have the luck on Monday, but today results seem to go your way as well. That's what I mean, you lose one and you, you, you can drop to eight. If you win one and you, what are we, four points off automatics with a game in hand? We win that and never know what can happen. Hopefully it can, can end in automatic promotion. That's what we all want. Yeah, and of course you've been out of the starting lineup for, for a while. First and foremost, when you saw your name on the team sheet, always told, what went through your head? Were you thinking this is the time for me to come in and kick on? Yeah, I've, I, like like you just said, I, I've found it tough for the last two months. I've not been playing, and I've not enjoyed. Not en- I don't enjoy not playing. Obviously, I want to play every game, and I played it all up to now. Really, well, up to when I was dropped. So, it, when I saw my name, it was just about going out there and doing what I did previously, and trying to trying to stamp my name back on the team sheet for future games. And that's that's what I want. I want to stay in the team now. I don't want to. Don't want to be out because it's been a great season so far. Yeah, and your teammates seem to really thrive off your work mm. in midfield today. You know, Aikens dropping off and getting Oatsy back in there mm. as well. How key was that to being able to open this side up? Yeah, I think they complement each other. Reese and Lucas and Bowers are the same because Lucas and Bowers will show to feet and they'll they'll hold it up for us. And Reese is just a bulldozer. He can run in behind. He can do anything, but. To have the two up front is massive. Like I think we play better when we have two up front because there's help for Reese and there's help for Lucas. So obviously you saw that there, how much it worked today, the two of them. Second season for you at Mansfield now as well. And this time around, it's got a bit of an exciting finish. <laughs> better than last season, isn't it? <laughs> but no, yeah, I've, in, I've enjoyed both seasons. I, I love it here. And long may it continue. I'd, I've enjoyed both seasons. Even last year when we wasn't playing for anything, I still love my time. And then... This year, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been one of the best seasons I've had in football. Yeah, and having the fans back in has been critical to that as well. You know, over 5,000 of them again today. How key for you guys as players is that support when you come out and hear that roar? I think a lot of players down there will say these are the best fans they've played in front of. For me, 100%. The, at home, we're so confident because of them. Like, I was just saying over there, like, there was a bit of a moment where we started to switch off for 10 minutes and you just heard them roar and he was like, look behind you, like, Jesus, we've got to pick his ideas up here, scored the second, won us the game. You can say that a lot of this season, like, even when we was losing, they were trying to pick us up, but a lot of, lot of the times they've, they've got us over the line. How important is it now to stay grounded? Because as supporters, we all do it, I do it as well. You look at the league table, you look at the games, you think, oh, a point there, three points here, mm. we can get automatics or whatever. How important is it just to stay focused mm. and just allow the football to do the talking? I think it's cliche, but you've got to take it a game at a time. You've got to focus on Tuesday. If we can get the three points Tuesday, then you can start to look at the last two and see what position we're in. But oh, the win on Tuesday, if we can win that, that's vital. That'll put us in good stead for the next two. And then 
just got to focus on ourselves. I know people looking at other resorts, you can't. You just got to just got to focus on ourselves, and hopefully, we'll, we'll do we'll do the job. How key are Nigel Clough and his staff to keeping you on on the ground? Because mm. you sort of saw, you know, after Carlisle, brings you in for training the day after, just to sort of make sure you're not sort of sat think, overthinking it and overcomplicating it. No, they're, they're great. They're, they're experienced. They've been through this before. They know they know how to handle situations like this. And like you said, the boys were disappointed. They got us in. We started play, we start training. Training's as good as it's been. We play like that today. That's it's a simple, <laughs> simple game in it. When you, when they do that for us, and I think the contrast from Carlisle to today was massive, and just shows how good we can play. Big finish ahead. Final three. What's your message to the fans ahead of that uh, sprint finish? Just keep doing what they've been doing all season. I know. They've sold out at Salford, they was always going to, and there'll be big attendances for the both home games. They just need to carry on doing what they're doing because it's worked here. I've just said we've won 11 out of 12 here, is it, or something like that. That's a big part to them, so hopefully they can carry on doing that for us. George Maris speaking to me uh, after that game yesterday at home to Crawley Town, where we won by two goals. And then mentioned, of course, the final away trip of the season to Salford City on Bank Holiday Monday. That could be another key game in terms of the final game of the season. We've sold our allocation of tickets. If you still need to arrange your travel, Stake Supporters Association, Stake Supporters Association are, of course, taking coaches. Uh, to that one, and now I need to get my teeth back in. Um, Fifteen pounds for Amber members, twenty pounds for Blue members, twenty-five for non-members. Uh, departure time for that one is eight forty-five a.m. Of course, because it's a half past twelve kickoff because it's live on the telly. And if you want to uh, book your seats, you can call oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven. There you go. I can knew I could rely on Clive with Alan not here uh, tonight. So uh, thanks, Clive. Really appreciate that. Right, we'll have more from George Maris uh, later on as we find out what his favourite biscuit is. Uh, first, though, let's delve very, very briefly, Nate, back into uh, uh, the, the all things Mansfield Town. That, of course, on Tuesday night is the return of... All right, son, it's me! I'm back! Yeah, the, re the return of also the worst... Billy Connolly. Worst? Ever. Worst? <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. It's terrible. It's awful. I think, he'll get a, I think he's going to get a warm welcome on Tuesday night. Yeah, I agree. You know, ah. I, I think uh, Burger King will be delighted around the court. Uh, sorry. sorry that's, that's not very nice, is it? It's gonna um, be, he's going to get a hostile welcome, but I think he revels in that. He I does, really do. yeah. He, but he really I, I'd like to, you know, I don't gamble, but if I did, I'd put a bet on him being sent to the stands at some point. <laughs> Do you know what? We've not had a manager well. being sent off. We've not had a manager sent off uh, an away manager this season, have we? So you know, still to tick off, tick that off on footballing bingo. There's a concept for next for the next series, by the way. <laughs> um, always, always for planning. Um, it's. You're going to ask Evans what his favourite biscuit is. He'll just say, "Oh, all of them, son. I like all of them, son. All the I, I do, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. especially if they're from Waitrose. Me and Reans are always shopping in there. In all seriousness, though, Nate, um, you know, the, the thing for Evans, it would have been absolutely fine if it had gone, look, I've got an opportunity at the end of the season to, to move on elsewhere to a club that's close to my heart. I'll see out this season and then uh, then I'm going to move on, hopefully with you guys in League One, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move on. But it's the fact he just went, I'm off to China and then uh, turned up in Peterborough. Yeah, well, I mean, look, there's a reason why every basically every club is managed out. They all sort of, you know, don't like him at the end of it. So, um, you know, because of uh, this whole person, he's basically dishonest, isn't he? That's the yeah. Trouble. That, that that's the best way of putting it, isn't it? Uh, dishonest. Uh, I want, you know, I don't. 
I was going to say disloyal, but that's not, you don't really have loyalty in football anyway. So that's not mm. really an issue. It's, it's a dishonesty. And like you say, it's, it's the way you went about about leaving. So, um, and I think a lot of uh, Stags fans have been waiting for this day to come around where we can finally sort of. Uh, well, we're all looking forward to welcoming back with, to with, the, to with the... Gillingham, aren't we? Or Peterborough. And neither yeah. of those things happen. So this is, this is fabulous. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's nice to see that his career has gone downhill since he walked out and left uh, Mansfield. And the Stags are all pretty much still in the same position. I'd actually argue, Clive, that they, they're probably better off. All right, we, it, it sort of took that little bit of uh, heartache that the season uh, after and, and things like that. And then obviously then uh, the COVID year where things didn't uh, quite happen and it went a little bit rife for us over that, uh, those two seasons. But... Um, you know, we, I think we're in a much better place now as a club. We've learnt lessons from the very, very top and we've recruited arguably better players on the pitch as well. Not one single player, other than Jason Law, now remain from the uh, the Steve Evans era, which says a lot. On less money as well. On less yeah, money as well, I think the club, yeah. the club is running itself on a more uh, balanced book basis as well. I think that's essentially what the chief, chief executive officer has to do. Um, it's nice to have the owners mm. with with an, with an amount of money they can throw at problems, but you need to run your, your club as a business. And uh, um, a lot of people think we're a money bags club, and that's a little bit on. It's bit it's a little bit simplistic. We're not. It's not a, it's not a little bit. Simpl- it's 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 not. I think it's uh, it's uh, everybody has that view, and I, I think you're going to say it's a little bit unfair. It's definitely not unfair because I think everybody has that viewpoint, and completely wrong. I think, in my opinion, looking at what we've done over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think it's nobody else's business how the club is run, apart from the Correct. club and the, and the authorities. Um, and if they get it wrong, they get it wrong. But where we are today is with a team that, with a club that's <clears> seemingly better structured, got better behind the scenes staff. Uh, it's got a good management. It's got a, they've invested in a, a, a chief officer that's going to try and improve the structure of the club further and, and to reinforce um, the the, uh, the the money's required to keep the team right. But they've had, as we've seen that happen this year, they've had to keep trimming the squad. You can't keep spending. And any opportunity you get, certainly from the second half of the season on, to put players out on loan or to sell the odd player for a fee, you can't afford not to consider it. I mean, I, I didn't like the fact we lost mm. Charlesley, but you can understand the logic in it, you know? And yeah, they can get it wrong as, get it, as well as get it right. Of course, it could have been a really daft decision based on what's the problems we had with injuries and suspensions afterwards. So, I... Anyway, I don't know what we're talking about now. What, we, what was the question? Let's not be selling, selling Oates in the summer, though. Thank you. Oh, let's keep no, I don't, yeah, that's, I don't think we'll be selling that. any key players this year. It re- the, really, the fact remains now is what uh, Nigel's brother's uh, our recruitment specialist. I would imagine there's not been much opportunity wasted by him, certainly since Christmas, to be looking at players that could possibly be available to us they, they from the summer. They very much seem to already always plan one transfer window ahead. So... When it when it comes to the you know the summer window, they'll already be thinking about the January window coming after. Well, so uh, well, I think a lot. In it does. There is a little bit of that, but you know that's what good management and good but planning does. You for do you. it with contingencies. So you say if, it, if it's if it's scenario A, that's where we're going to head for. If it's scenario B, we'll head that way. And there will be certain players that will only join us under certain conditions. We understand yeah. that. Yeah, and, it's part, uh, part of the football. And you know we 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 learn from some of the mistakes we've made. We have made some mistakes as a, as a, in terms of recruitment, and uh, you, you look to uh, find better players for the ones you've, than the ones you've already got. Um, mm. And at the moment, we've got a decent squad. We won't have them all together at the end of the season because some of them are loan players, and they will they'll go back. In, I would imagine to their their own clubs. 
So they have to get some more bodies in. And at the same time, I do think we've got to try and hang on to people like Jason Law as well, because, you know, we've got to be less reliant on buying people in. We've got to, this this production line of young players has got to kick in at some point. Yeah, maybe maybe it will. Maybe it will one day. But it always, it always, we always seem to be with the youth players about uh, two years behind where we need to be. But that's because we've constantly chopped and changed uh, managers. Because again, you know, going back to him, Steve Evans wasn't a massive believer in bringing them through. And then obviously Dave had a bit of a different view. But because, you know, the previous manager wasn't so, so in tune with it, it wasn't aligned with how the first team were going to play. So it's... Very, very interesting indeed. Anyway, before we go off on a wormhole and down a tangent, Nath, obviously he will be coming back on Tuesday night, him and his mate, uh, mate Dodgy. But it's very, very important to get the booze and get the hissing out of the way before the, the first whistle is blown. And then once the first whistle is blown, none of the attention on him, all of the attention on the Stags players. Yeah, although um, if he's up to his usual tricks, I think he, oh, he will he'll, be. Try, he'll try and get the attention on him because that's the sort of person who... You know he, he loves it, doesn't he? So, um, but I think most importantly is what we what we get up to on the pitch. If we can uh, go out and get a get an early goal, I think you know a bit like Clive said earlier, you don't know what you're going to face. You know, if if they were still in for a shout of relegation, it was going to be probably a tense match where they were probably going to be yeah, going to be harder to break down and then be a bit of a tighter game. But if we can get an early goal against them, I think I'm hoping that they'll be sort of already thinking about the end of yeah it's not the end of the world if they lose now is it so i think it's about starting well for us and um and, and then the focus just literally on uh, on ourselves from there and credit where it's due evans has managed to get three wins and a draw in the last four games so you know he isn't he's not without his abilities um and you have to accept that alongside his, his obvious flaws yeah, they're, I mean, they're a good side. They're actually Over the last six games, they're actually in better form than what we are. They're actually 10th in the form guide uh, and we're 12th. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're certainly in good form and he's managed to turn them around. Let's just hope that uh, we put the, the focus fully on the Stags players on uh, Tuesday night and not on uh, Steve and his mate Dodgy. Um, right, so let's uh, turn our attentions to predicting Tuesday night's uh, game. A little bit of a change in the podcast prediction table uh, this week as well. Mainly Nathan extending his lead at the top, which is just oh, ridiculous. Oh, well done, Nathan. Yeah. Thank you. Just, he, uh, he sounded very sincere there. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do sincere. Sorry. No. <laughs> Shocking. Only one to pr- correctly predict a 2-0 uh, win. On uh, on Saturday, so well done. You got three points. The rest of us just picked up one and the odd point. Um, you're all, you're odd, all getting beaten by someone that can't even see what's happening on the pitch. I mean, that's just shameful. An, an odd does, it, point. does it come under the category of blind luck? No. Very very good. Very good. Uh, so Nathan's at the top. Uh, then Clive, you're in second. Uh, I'm in third. Uh, a point and a half behind you. Uh, Steve is in fourth. Nick is in fifth. Steve Nadin is in sixth, Allen's in seventh, Cam in eighth, Roger in ninth, and Ricky in tenth. Uh, so let's go with the top of the tree. Allen earlier on predicts a 3-0 win with Resos, uh, Jamie Murphy and John Joe O'Toole getting on the score sheet. Uh, Nathan Edge, what are you going to go for for Tuesday night? Yeah, and you I'm can on. include in your predictions if you wish to, to gamble and you know throw away all your points, whether, I, whether Steve and his mate Dodgy get a booking or sent off. So you can <laughs> okay. include that if you want. Just whether you want to spice it up a bit. Well, so what if he gets if, he gets, uh, if I predict a book in, what, what and it doesn't happen, I lose my points. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm good, good idea. 
No, I'm not for that. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. Um, Spoiler, yeah, I'm going to go. Not a team player, you. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find a way to stitch up between now and the end of the season. Don't worry. Desperately I'm, trying. I'm don't fully expecting it. 3-0 um, for me. Uh, I agree with Alan there. Um, Reese Oates, John Joe O'Toole, and Matty Longstaff. Ooh, right. Clive, you're next up. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think their leading goal scorer, whose name eludes me at the moment, I think he'll get one. So I'm going to go for 3-1 win. Uh, my scorers are Oates, Aikens and Macca. Oh, OK. Uh, I am also agreeing with Clive that we won't keep a clean sheet, but I think we're going to score more goals. I think we're going to turn them over 4-1. Um, I'm confident. I'm, I don't know. I, just, I think we've found a group. If we play the same way we did, I think we can... Uh, Norris is their top scorer, by the way, Clive. Uh, That's him. That's the one. Um, I think we're going to win 4-1. I think... Uh, Reece, the bonus points. Reece Oates, yes. Reese Oates is going to get on the uh, the score sheet. I think Lucas Aikens is going to score again. I think Jamie Murphy is going to score again. And I think... Um, we are going to score from a set piece. It's going to annoy me because every... I always put every single week O'Toole, right, gets a goal and he, and he never does. And then the week where I didn't put O'Toole, what happened... He went and got a bloody goal, didn't he? Um, am I going to back him? Yeah, because you 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 lot have as well. Nathan's backed him, so I'm going to go for him as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to put O'Toole for my fourth goal. I think a 4-1 win. Oates, Aikens, Murphy and uh, John Joe O'Toole uh, for his. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, the link is in the description. It must be done when, Nathan Edge? Um, one hour and one minute prior to kickoff. It must. And no trying to change your predictions and goal scorers after the team selection has been made, Nathan Edge. <laughs> well, I just thought Oates was in the team, so I changed it from 2-0 to 10 You should have You should have held him to 10-0. I, I should have done, but otherwise yeah, but I had to break my yeah. rules, wouldn't I? So, exactly. And I, and I knew Nathan had pulled me up on it. Anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for in terms of football in chat. Time for a little bit of fun in games because it's time for this, a double episode of this. Play. Please play. Thank you. My favourite place is the biscuit tile, it's where I like to be. Looking at the varieties that are dunking to my tea. Malted milk and shortbread are very, very nice. But my favourite is the hobnob, because you can dunk it twice. So what's your favourite biscuit, custard cream or Oreo? Put it in the comments, Mansfield Matters wants to know. Pink wafer, Garibaldi or Fox's Crunch Cream. Keep following the stag, be part of the winning team. Yes, right. So first up, uh, we've, we're going to go with uh, George Maris first up. Um, so it's Clive versus Nathan in terms of the game. If you want to have a little guess in the comments as well, get them flooding in now. George Maris, what's his favourite biscuit? This was the question. Finally, on St George's Day, what's George Maris's favourite biscuit? Biscuit? Oh, Jesus. Um... So there you go. What was it? What was George Maris's favourite biscuit? Nathan, what are you going to go for? Um, I'm going to stick with what I put in, the, uh, in our group chat. I'm going to go with custard cream on this one. Clive, what are you going for? The winner, what? of course, of uh, you, you, you won some biscuits in midweek, did. didn't you? Yeah, I did. I gave, away. I gave them away to a far more deserving cause. Um, 
I'm going to say, I think they're called fairy rings. They're like circular. Oh, party rings. Party, party yeah. rings. Yeah. What a biscuit that is, Fox's by the way. Fox's party rings. rings. That's the one. You're saying Fox's, Fox's party rings. Roger Fox's and... party rings. Uh, Roger. It's <laughs> <laughs> a much better name. <laughs> it's all going right for me today, isn't it? That's why they got a hole in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh. You're going down south very quickly. It is, isn't it? Uh, Roger, Nathan and Rob all said, uh, well, Roger and Nathan said chocolate digestives. Rob says chocolate chip cookie. Let's find out what George Maris's favourite biscuit is. Finally, on St George's Day, what's George Maris's favourite biscuit? Biscuit? Jesus. Um, Digestive with a cup of tea, probably. Digestive with a cup of tea. There you go. That's George Maris's favourite biscuit. Not a chocolate digestive. Plain normal. You need to clarify that one. No, 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 no. It's very clear. He said a digestive biscuit. If he'd meant chocolate digestive, the clue would have been. A chocolate digestive. Exactly. I feel like it. I feel like it was. No, George Maris likes a digestive with a cup of tea. Very specific was George Maris. And do you know what, Clive? That defines him as a player, doesn't it? Sturdy, reliable. Honest. But not in the rain because he'll just fall into... Not frivolous. No, that's Rich T, you moron. That's Rich T. I'm not even digestive. Just basically the same. It's well, digestive. More bitty, isn't it? That's like saying Steve Evans is like Nigel Clough. Two different now. Not really. No, Let's is. go on to the next one. Maybe if it was a double, you know, yeah, carry on. Right. Well, the next one is Andy Garner, the Slag's first team coach. So, And I'm going to be honest, this is, I think, my favourite um, answer ever given to me on the what's your favourite biscuit question. I don't think this will be beaten. I so, a, with... with ring. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Nathan, what's your guess? What are you going to say for Andy Garner? Get it in the comments oh. now. Now you've said that, I, I don't know. Um, I was I was going to go chocolate finger, but you've just thrown someone out there, and I, yeah, that's I don't know where call, to go with it. But I'm, I'm going. I'm sticking with that. Sticking with the chocolate finger. Yeah, that says a lot about you and your, what you get up to on a spare <laughs> time, doesn't it? Clive, what about you? What are you saying? Are you going with Nathan's chocolate? Well, you going with Nathan's chocolate finger? Chocolate finger is a good shout, but I've, I've got to find something different. I'm going to go with fig roll. A fig roll. Yeah. No, a fig roll is a biscuit. We don't, you know, it's in the biscuit aisle, and then, you know, they don't... well, it's it's more obscure. That's why I've so gone. For yeah. Now I can understand why you've gone for it. Yeah, I can understand why you've gone for it. Nathan says Gary Baldy, Rob, Roger say custard, uh, say custard cream. Let's find out. This is the question. Finally, from me, when you're watching games back and reflecting on things afterwards, and you've got a cup of tea or a coffee, what's your favourite biscuit to go alongside it? <laughs> Now, having heard the question, would you like to revise your answers at all? Or he doesn't, if he doesn't ha- eat biscuits, he's, he's a liar. Clive? I'm going to change my mind. Go on. I'm going to go for a malted milk. So, what, can you just clarify what you just said there, Nate? I said, I said he's going to say he doesn't like biscuits, and I'm, going to, I'm, I'm calling him out now. He's a liar. This is what he said. Finally, from me, when you're watching games back and reflecting on things afterwards and you've got a cup of tea or a coffee, what's your favourite biscuit to go alongside it? Oh, we won't be having any coffee because I've never had a coffee in my life. You mean uh, a drink? I do like tea, but uh, I'll be having a beer and some crisps, I think. Ooh, what crisps? <laughs> uh, you can pick me any type of crisps you like because I absolutely love crisps with beer. That's the only thing you want to go Big roll crisps. Nuts. So there will be no tea tonight, that is for sure. So there you go. <laughs> Andy Garner does not like, he does not have a favourite biscuit. He does not have a favourite flavour of crisps either. He just likes all the crisps. Just has to be different, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that's, you know what? 
Are you going to argue with him? No. Exactly. My point, exactly. I feel deflated. I don't think that was a proper answer, but there you go. Well, I weren't challenging him, mate. If you want to listen to that interview <laughs> in full with uh, Andy Garner, the Stakes first team coach, it's on our YouTube channel where you can watch that and the interview with George Maris as well. Lots more content on there for you as well, including coming soon, uh, the Stags stories, the glory of the Amber Generation series. Uh, before we play the highlights and finish tonight's show, um, just want to say, Nath, what a night on Friday it was, wasn't it? We talked about it a little bit at the top of the show. Let's touch upon it a little bit more now. Incredible, incredible evening. Um, first and foremost, thanks so much to the Stag Sports Association for uh, you know supporting the event, etc. Laura and her staff as well at the ground were excellent uh, on the night in getting it all sorted for us. I suppose Cam weren't that bad on the PA either, to be fair. Um, but what a night it was. It's been worse, Sonny. Oh, I'm echoing. Can... Can, are you getting that or is it just me? No, 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 you're all good. We can ah, still hear you. Um, yeah, it was a great night. Um, <clears throat> I think we knew it would be. With you know, We've obviously interviewed Stu before, uh, but it was nice to hear from Neil Richardson as well and obviously Andy White being there. I think all three of them together, you could see there was clearly sort of, you know, enjoying reminiscence. You know? And there was a few surprise, um, you know, funny stories in there. So I, know, I had a thoroughly good night. And yeah. uh, you didn't do too bad either, Cray. Well done. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, appreciate right. that. Appreciate yeah. that. Not, not half bad. No, thanks, I think, mate. I think people need to realise just how much emotional energy Craig's put into that event for weeks before. And uh, um, it went well. And very much to your credit, Craig. And you can breathe easier. And then on Saturday, we had a lovely game of football to make it even better. You should be feeling very, very chuffed at the moment. Uh, it's a team effort. Everyone put in uh, everything and really helped out. So uh, I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Hopefully we can do it again towards Christmas time. Uh, some more guests. Obviously, we've got this, the series coming up as well. So make sure you watch it. But uh, those of you that went down, thanks so much for coming down. Really enjoyed it. I had lots of lovely comments from people on uh, on the Saturday as well. And quite a few that said, oh, I'm really sorry that I couldn't get that, that night as well. Sort of working, kids, childcare, that sort of thing. Did you film it? Yes, we did. We did film it. We did record it. Um, so we will be putting that out at some point as well. Uh, but it won't be until the end of the current uh, season as well. So, uh, um, yes. Yeah. So Roger says, Craig's got a great future in media. Thanks, mate. Could you tell some potential employers that? Because I am currently unemployed. So uh, it might be nice. It's only been, what, what 2009 when I started my career. So... Yeah, it's been a long time, but uh, yeah, anyway, I'm looking for a job. So if anyone knows anyone, I'll, I'll make you a cup of tea and I'll ask you what your favourite biscuit is. So it's all good fun. But no, in all seriousness, so a great night was had by by all. Really enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone for making it uh, such a success. We look forward to doing it again. Um, we are going to be launching a Patreon page uh, for the podcast with more stuff coming uh, next season, including some extra uh, shows content. Don't worry, though, we'll be keeping the majority of it right here on our social media pages, including this show for you guys to all get involved with. It would just mean that those who support us can keep the running of the podcast, uh, which uh, we go in, which is certainly what it was uh, there for. So, uh, really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, please, uh, uh, yeah, please get on that. Make sure you have a little look on our social media pages for more details on that uh, coming very, very soon indeed so uh, yes three games to go though this current season who knows in 10 years time or 20 years time we could be getting back the stars of this campaign to do another stags stories live the glory of the post-covid generation it's all right we've got 20 years to work on the title of that show right we'll see you again in midweek uh, for now though here's the tail of the tape uh, as we re remind ourselves what happened on Saturday afternoon as Crawley came to town and Mansfield needed to win to reignite the fire of their season Lucas Aikens, 
and Jamie Murphy were on the score sheet. They got us uh, firing. They answered their critics. Everyone's a winner. A nightmare bank holiday weekend, which means the Stags are just outside of the playoffs as we head into this afternoon's game here at One Course Stadium. Mansfield Town must put that behind them as they take on a Crawley Town side who this afternoon are without their manager, who's suspended um, by the club and are still mathematically within reach of the playoffs. A win for Mansfield Town would not only end Crawley's hopes of a playoff chase, but also reignite the Stags' push for promotion. Nigel Clough makes three changes to the side which lost in Cumbria on Monday. Back in come the return of uh, leading goalscorer Reese Oates. John Joe O'Toole back in the lineup as well as is George Maris. Out go Jordan Bowery, Ollie Hawkins and Ryan Sturk. Murphy on the halfway line. He's got the advancing run of Longstaff. Murphy wise the right hand side looking for Lucas Aikins. Aikins coming forward for the stacks. Here is Aikins who shoots. Pulled away by the keeper and Mansfield can't get there first. Stephen Quinn trying to put the pressure on Aikens will try and win it right but Quinn has judged to have fouled that was an excellent break by Mansfield Town Murphy holds on to the ball turns well into space Mansfield looking to stretch the game Maris for Longstaff can he complete the switch to the right hand side for the advancing Hewitt he can here is Hewitt lines him across first time he comes into Murphy that is a superb goal from Mansfield Town and Jamie Murphy gets it on 25 minutes Mansfield Town 1 Trolley nil. First blood stags. What a goal. What a fantastic build-up play. We said they'd be knocking on the door. I keep talking about this Murphy. He's got quality. Great ball back and a great volley from Murphy. What a goal. Maris can cross here. Knocks it back for Reese Oates. Reese Oates looks to set himself on the edge of the box. Oates shoots. Oh. And it's oh. He's palmed away by the keeper, Glenn Maris. That is a superb save. Reese Oates with a pile driver. And Stephen Quinn knew what was coming on that far side because he dove out of the way. Absolutely brilliant. It's great, great stuff down this left-hand side. And that's Reese Oates all over. You know, he's got that half a yard. Right in and around the box, hit it. A, you know, good save from the keep. He got a good hand on it, but that's Reese Oates all over. And that was flying into the top yeah. corner. Let's not underestimate that. Watch that back. That was that would have nestled beautifully and lifted the roof yeah. off this place. Just a shame that Mansfield wasted the throw in that far on the far side from the second ball. Murphy in space, just outside the centre circle. Murphy going forward across. It comes for Stephen Quinn. Square ball back for Murphy. Murphy Brilliant. to McLaughlin inside Brilliant. the area. McLaughlin shoots saved oh by the keeper. God, it might run on the edge of the box for Maris, but it doesn't. And Crawley will get it clear. Another superb save by Glyn Morris in two in as many minutes Hewitt's been beaten there opportunity for a cross here from Crawley towards the back post oh. vital headed clearance from Stephen McLaughlin who was absolutely flattened by the Crawley man the referee has spotted it and awarded Mansfield a free kick and there's a yellow card oh. for the Crawley man oh. and then a red card to follow it it's be. his second booking I think it was uh, number 14 Tilly, isn't it Tilly. James Tilly who was booked earlier on and he is given his marching orders on 68 minutes yeah. Murphy switches it to McLaughlin who's just come back on the pitch McLaughlin whips it in towards the middle towards Aiken from Aiken for Mansfield and that is a huge goal for Lucas Aikens, the Mansfield Town striker who's taken some real abuse over the last few weeks but that is the sign of him as a player Mansfield Town 2 Crawley nil. You just look at his teammates every single one's rounding because they know what that goal means I'll tell you something now it's going to be a play for Aikens and I'm so pleased for him 
and that is the end of the game. Mansfield Town win by two goals to nil. A huge, huge three points for Mansfield Town in the landscape of the season. You can see what it means to the players. You can hear what it means to the supporters. And with now three games to go, that game in hand over relegation threatened Stevenage on Tuesday night. The importance of that game goes through the roof. But first and foremost, Mansfield had one job today, win, and win they did. So there you have it, goals from Jamie Murphy and Lucas Aikens giving Mansfield Town inevitable hope that promotion could still come at the end of the season. Big game on Tuesday night then as the Stags welcome now safe Stevenage to one core stadium in that all-important game in hand. There are other sides in and around Mansfield playing on Tuesday including Sutton United in 7th, just below them, two points behind the Stags. And of course, playoff hunting Swindon Town, who can't mathematically catch the Stags on Tuesday, but a win over now-promoted Forest Green Rovers would propel them towards those playoff spaces. So it's really important that the Stags focus on what's in front of them at One Course Stadium and get three points on board, which would put them within one point of Northampton in third before that trip to Salford City on Bank Holiday Monday. If you can't get to One Core Stadium for what is an all-ticket affair, make sure you're next to your radio sets. We'll keep you right up to date on Tuesday evening. Aaron Outram in the chair in 103 Towers. He'll have his eye on all of the scores elsewhere. Lee Wilson back alongside myself to give you extensive coverage as we endeavour to make sure you don't miss a kick of the action. As always, get involved in podcast predictions as well. Somebody really needs to uh, kick on and help us catch Nathan. He can't win the prediction game again. Can he? Please no. The link that you need is in the description. Finally from me, thanks for all your support towards Stag Stories Live. A great night was had on uh, Friday night. I know I said it earlier in the show, but honestly, phenomenal night. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for coming down and getting involved. Can't wait to do more of them soon and more details coming soon about Stag Stories, the glory of the Amber Generation, the series. For now, though, that's it from us. We'll see you again later in the week as we reflect on Tuesday night's game against Stevenage. The fire has been reignited, but can Mansfield Town keep it burning? We'll see you again soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.